This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. Wednesday night, you know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman. And Paul, I got one question for you. Look into my eyes, what do you see? (laughs) The cult of personality. (laughs) Good one. You passed the test. Big news or big potential news dropping in the world of pro wrestling today. Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk might be headed back into the squared circle. And by all sounds of it, it could be in all elite wrestling. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a bit of a punk mark, so I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Um, but Hey, you know, what can you say? I, I hope so. Yeah. And for everybody that's watching, uh, along with the stream right now, please comment. That'd be great. Uh, we like your feedback, uh, questions, feedback, comments are all good, but let's get it right into the report. It was today, but it was broke by SRS, Sean Ross, Ross, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, Fightful Select. And, uh, I quote, one of the biggest stars of wrestling in this century could be headed back to wrestling. If all goes well, CM Punk has been in ongoing talks for a return sources tell Fightful. Fightful Select learned last week that CM Punk has been in talks to make a return to pro wrestling as an in-ring performer, with sources indicating that AEW is most likely the landing point. They have no confirmation of a contract officially being signed, a timetable, or a set return date, or any creative plans, only that Punk and a company official have had ongoing conversations about an in-ring return. All out. I mean, Chicago. Yeah. I think if... uh... If this is legit, it'll happen and all out. Yeah. I mean, if the cult of personality plays in Chicago, the roof will blow off the place. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, you know he's going to go with that one. WWE does not own it. Exactly. And Tony Khan shelled out plenty of money for uh, rights to music in the past. Uh, The Pixies, um, you know. Uh, Jungle Boys theme song. So, I am sure if he gets punk, he's gonna sign. He's gonna sign that check for Cult of Personality. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, I, it's still one of those situations where it's for me. It's like I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But just the fact that SRS came out with this, and today on the list in your boy that he does with Jimmy Jimmy Fan, Jimmy Van the podcast and the show, he said he had heard this a week and a half ago. So he'd been sitting on this until he got multiple confirmations that talks were happening. And even in that report, uh, he said that uh, aside from his appearances on backstage, he's only made two appearances in wrestling since leaving WWE, both in very anonymous masked roles on the independent circuit. Um, It's also reported here that higher-ups within WWE believe that Punk is headed to AEW. Yeah, I mean, um, there's no reason for him to go back to WWE whatsoever. Um, They did him wrong. He knows they did him wrong. Him and Vince never really agreed on much. Uh, I think the straw that broke the camel's back was the infamous pipe bomb. Um, On this date, back in, uh, what was it, 2006? Something like that. The the pipe bomb? I thought the pipe bomb was 2011. 
Okay, maybe it was 2011. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, I think it was on this date back then. I might be wrong. It might have been close to this date, but it's within July. I know that much. Yeah, I think I think it happened a week or so ago. I think I saw that on Twitter. But but we're in the we're in the time frame of when it happened. But I mean, CM Punk is credible f- to get he, for getting a lot of wrestling fans back into wrestling around that time because of yeah. the pipe bomb. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think the backstage folks and the higher ups at WWE realized how much that did for them. Um, but. And it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for both Punk and Vince, I think. No, I think you're right. And look, let's let's think about CM Punk. One thing I respect about him, whether you like his in-the-ring talent or not, which I personally think he's a great in-ring talent, he oh, has absolutely. been out of the ring for seven years, but he's kept his name relevant around the yes. world of professional wrestling. He's almost, some might say he's more popular now than he ever has been. Yeah, um, whether it be in MMA um, and other stuff that he's done, he, he always makes sure that, you know, he's still out there. I mean, he's gone as far as playing off of what people have said on multiple different companies. So Uh, everybody's always talking punk. And another thing that was mentioned was there are other companies that have Express their interests, of course, which why wouldn't oh, they? Yeah. I mean, right. if you're Impact, ROH, even WWE, why wouldn't you try to bring him in if he is indeed interested in returning to in-ring action? Um, but just think of all the dream matches he could have in AEW. Oh, I've got a few already lined up. I mean, look what AEW's already done with older guys. Sting. Yeah. Um and, you know, I know everybody's already saying, well, you know, Punk's in his 40s. Well, listen to this mind-blowing fact. Sheamus is older than CM Punk. Yeah. AJ Styles is older than it's CM older Punk. Than Punk. John Cena is right around that age. Yep. So, yep. I mean, I, I'm not too concerned about the age. I'm more concerned about no. a little ring rust. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, um, Archer's older than Punk, I do believe. You no, know, you're, you're 100% correct. Yep. Christopher Daniels is in his 50s and up until a month or so ago was wrestling consistently. Chris so, Jericho. He's Jericho. 50. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But man, when I saw that today around lunchtime, I'm like, holy crap. That is some big, big news. That's a bombshell right there. Yeah. You texted me about that and I about fell out of my seat. I'm not going to well, lie. I, I know you're a punk mark. You're a big CM yep. Punk fan. Um, and even even that's another intriguing thing. You know, his wife, uh, AJ Lee, or at least that's the character she portrayed on TV. She's a good talent herself. I don't know if she'd be interested in get back in the ring, but I mean, give me a, you know, AJ Lee and and, and CM Punk versus uh, I don't know. Give me a <laughs> butcher me and a, the blade or butcher uh, blade and the bunny. Well, even even I'm thinking Britt and AJ Lee on the mic against each other. Um, I'm thinking. Yeah, um, there's so many different ways you can go with that. Eddie Kingston, CM Punk on the mic. That'd be fun. Two of the better, best promos of all time. Yep. That'd be fun. So, so many different ways, so many intriguing angles. I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about, oh, man, can you imagine it all out if Hangman takes a title off Omega, then Omega stand there in the middle of the ring, cult of personality hits, and Punk comes out and gets face-to-face with Omega. I'd be okay Goosebumps. with that. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yeah. But but is AEW setting themselves up to where if he doesn't come make a debut at All Out that they get quote-unquote crapped on by the internet fans? Well, regardless. I mean, every year, every even at All In, Punk didn't show up and they got crap for it. You're in Chicago and you don't invite CM Punk was with All In. And then since then, all out, it's, you know, no punk. Why no punk? You're in Chicago. Sign punk. So, yeah, it's so either there, way, you're there's right. There's no making the internet fans happy. You're right. There's not. But, uh, yeah, Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk, yeah. could be showing up on, uh, over here. Here's one more. Here's one before we switch gears and talk about uh, uh, another potential talent, big talent that could become to AEW. If, if punk is indeed going to become all elite. And you were Tony Khan. Do you 
debut them at All Out or do you debut them during that week at the Dynamite in Chicago or the Rampage in Chicago and try to sell more buys for All Out? Well, regardless, we know tickets are going to be sold out or are sold out. Um, I was talking about pay-per-view buys. Right. So with that being said, I honestly think um, Rampage is still going to be fairly new. Have him debut at Rampage. Don't don't tease it. Don't announce it on social media. Just at some point during Rampage, Cult of Personality hits, out walks Punk, and he just says, I'll be it all out, and then yep. walks off. No, you can't tease it. Um, I thought the WWE did a great job this past week with John Cena. I mean, it was long rumored that he was going to be coming back to face Roman Reigns right. at SummerSlam, but still. They didn't announce it. He comes out the end of Money in the Bank, and that pop from that crowd was Oof. Stone Cold esque. It yes. gave me goosebumps. I have watched it so many different times, just because you have to turn up the volume. Because there was um, Pat McAfee, McAfee, McAfee. Thank you. Yep. Yep. I always get his name messed up because of the spelling. Sure. <laughs> um, he was taking stabs at things all night long. Uh you know, from his eyes are flickering like Peacock to uh, Michael Cole yelled, John Cena's here. And he goes, where? I had to turn up my volume because it was so hard to hear over the noise of the fans. So they did that one right. I'll give them yeah, credit for that. They, they absolutely did. And we might not always talk highly of WWE, but um, I do want to tell everybody, you know, no matter what promotion you like, AW, WWE, ROH, Impact, New Japan, MLW, um, just enjoy what we're seeing right now in pro wrestling. Yeah. Just enjoy it because this is special. This yes. is special. And, and who knows when we're going to get to see stuff like this again. We have a question here on Twitter from Notorious KFC. Do you debut them together or separately? Referring to CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Take a stab at it, Paul. What do you think? I think separately. Um, I think unless you're going to make them some type of tag team, debuting them together or even on the same show is just going to overshadow one or the other. I mean, um, if it's Daniel Bryan, he's going to be overshadowed by CM Punk just because Punk has made his name so relevant. And like you said, he's probably more popular now than he was when he left the ring. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you've got to do it separately on two separate shows. I think so, too. I think you spread them apart by at least a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, Daniel Bryan, we've seen him active in the ring. I mean, as as recent as WrestleMania, CM Punk, we haven't seen since 2014. So right. you're right. It's 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 Punk's the one that everybody's like, is it really ever going to happen? And yeah. Daniel Bryan, I think everybody's been saying, well, he's got to wrestle again after he takes some time off. But where is it going to be? Right. Right. You know, does he go back to ROH? Does he, you know, go to Impact somewhere he hasn't been before? Does he join a new young company like AEW? That's been the talks. And that brings me to a report that kind of broke tonight during Dynamite. And this is from Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net. He is reporting that Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, is locked in and 100% signed a contract with AEW. He also reports uh, that Daniel Bryan was wanting to work less dates for comparable money. He wanted the ability to be able to work in Japan and wanted to have creative input on his character, which he got. He also reports that the tentative plans and creative are for Daniel Bryan to debut at the Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City at the Grand Slam event on September 22nd. Now, Fightful could not confirm this report, but I saw a lot of credible resources like Fightful, Wrestling Inc., retweeting this tonight so gotta think there's something there oh absolutely i think um it would be st not stupid but um silly of him not to sign it's a young upcoming company uh that's getting comparative numbers to raw every single week um so i think the right choice for him is aew Notorious KFC on uh, Twitter here says, I personally think that has outsiders impact. This takes them from 1 million plus to flirting with 2 million. It potentially could. I mean, if you yeah. get these two guys, it changes the pro wrestling world. 
It's, yeah, absolutely. It's big time. It's big time. And and I thought Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful made an interesting comment on the list in your boy with Jimmy Van today. He said even if the, they get these two, both Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, he doesn't think they're done there just yet. Oh, no. So he knows no. – he knows something else. I mean, the only other guy I'm thinking, because those are two of the biggest names in the wrestling world, Brock Lesnar. Mm, I think that one's pushing it. I think uh, that's Vince's boy through and through. I don't. I don't think he'll go anywhere. I, and I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I mean, I'm just thinking, what else is out there? What I mean, who else? Yeah. But but the pro wrestling world, I mean, the talent is scattered all over the place, and and Punk has been on record for years saying he would come back for the right money and the right story. Yeah, absolutely. Right situation. So maybe they're coming up with the right situation and the right story. That uh, they very well could be. Um, it, Go ahead. And another thing with the Daniel Bryan, I know I'm bouncing back and forth, but there's just a lot of news here today that kind of came it out is. today. Uh, it was reported earlier this week that WWE, he was not in their creative plans, their merchandise plans, their action figure right. plans for the 2021-22 calendar. So that's pretty telling right there. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, I think with a name, I mean, this would be the first time that, they've had a calendar year that didn't include Daniel Bryan, even if he wasn't signed to an active roster contract, um, you know, when he was out with the broken neck, um, he was still in the games. He was still selling merchandise and then WWE does nothing with him. I mean, it's clear he's not going back. Yeah. Um, you know, for a while, his his wife and, and her sister, of course, the Bella Twins, were in talks. Right. Maybe they still are of returning to the WWE. When I was reading out, I'm like, okay, he's probably just going to go back there. But it seems like those talks have stalled, at least publicly. So so we'll see what happens. I think, I think I mean, man, I'm, I hate saying I'm getting my hopes up for both at this mm -hmm. point. I really uh, am. And I've, yeah. been, I've been trying not to, but I'm, I'm, I'm there. We kind of hinted on it last week. I thought Daniel Bryan was a real um, – a real chance that would happen, but I wasn't sure about Punk. But when somebody like SRS says puts a report out there, and he's not saying by any means, and we're not saying that this is indeed going to happen. It's just there are right. talks. He can he can uh, for for sure say there have been talks. So yeah, uh, notorious KFC on Twitter says he always felt like AW had to uh, poach the right WWE talent. Brock has too much WWE stench on him. I agree. I agree. That's true. Even when Brock left and was uh, focused solely on his MMA career, people still referred to him as being from WWE. I will say Brock will always go where the money follows him. But like you kind of mentioned, I think he is Vince's boy through and through. And I think even though Tony has more money than Vince and he's <laughs> signing some big, big talent as of late, I think Vince would match it. Yeah, I uh, I saw an interesting meme on the internet this week. It said, uh, and it might have been a tweet, and I forget who it was from, but it said something along the lines of, you know, congratulations to Vince McMahon. He's done a great job um, with the NXT building up a lot of strong talent. Not for WWE, though, but for AEW. Yeah, you mean uh, NXT champion Karrion Cross lo losing like a minute 38 <laughs> to Jeff Hardy, who has like six wins on the year. So Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, what, one more thing before we get into recapping tonight's AW Dynamite uh, Night Two of Fighter Fest. I'm happy of all these big talents that AEW is bringing. Don't get me wrong, but can they fit them all in with how stacked this roster is right now? I know they are getting Rampage soon on August 13th. Adds another hour of content, but I'm, I'm starting to think we're definitely not. Gonna, we're definitely going to see some guys not resigned in 2022. Sadly, I think that's going to be the outcome. Um, I thought that was going to be the outcome, but we'll get into this a little more as we recap tonight's show. But there was something said during tonight's show that makes me wonder even more. Okay. I have no idea what that might be. I didn't catch it. So I'm interested to hear what, hear what you got to say. But uh, any other thoughts on uh, CM Punk or Daniel Bryan uh, potentially becoming all elite before we get into recapping tonight's show? <laughs> I hope it's true. I can't wait to hear Cult of Personality on TNT. Yes, and uh, who knows what Daniel Bryan's oh, theme could be. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think it'll be Star Wars esque like it was in WWE. Yeah, I and you know I've I've heard that music on other things, so I don't know if WWE owns that music or not either. I I just don't. The, when it comes to the music of the theme songs, I don't know enough to to right. speculate on it. So right, we'll see what happens. Yes, we will for sure. Uh, let's get into recapping another fun episode of Dynamite. This one was Fighter Fest Night Two from Gar- Garland, Texas, or pretty much Dallas, Texas. I guess they were they were yeah. uh, calling it. Um, we kicked off tonight with the MGF stipulation match. It was the uh, second or the first of the I'm going to call them the Jericho series. I forget what they were actually calling it. Labors, um, labors, the Jericho labors. Thank you, Paul. The Jericho labors. This was against Chris Jericho, Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard, but only Sean Spears could use a chair. Jericho could not. MGF comes out, joins the commentary team for the first match of the evening. Uh, the match begins like you would figure it would. Jericho's trying to avoid getting hit by a chair, and uh, he gets some shots in on Spears. Jericho hands the chair to the, refer- uh, the referee, Aubrey Edwards. Action goes to the outside. Jericho sends Spears to the barricade on the outside. Jericho takes a camera and starts filming the crowd and Spears. That's kind of become a Jericho staple in AEW over the, over the early birth of this company. Yes, it uh, has. The crowd's going crazy for Jericho. Uh, Spears gets another chair as Jericho goes for a springboard. However, Spears throws a chair at Jericho, knocks him right down. Jericho makes a comeback, hits Spears with an enziguri. Uh, Spears gets back up, hits Jericho with a suplex. Spears is working the arm of Jericho. Then he hits Jericho with a chair. Jericho hits Spears with multiple shoulder tackles. The cr- the crowd hits Spears with a with or uh, Jericho hits Spears with an avalanche after getting a uh, flurry of strong rights. Uh, Spears then hits Jericho with the chair, goes for another one, but Jericho stops him and puts on the walls of Jericho. Spears taps out, but Tully Blanchard's uh, distracting Aubrey Edwards so she doesn't see it. Sammy Guevara comes out, stops Tully. Spears is the C4 on Jericho. Spears goes for the pin. However, Jericho kicks out just at the last second. It was about two and and three quarters, I'd say. Um, Jericho then uh, hits the Judas effect when Spears is going for another C4. And gets the one, two, three. MGF then tells Jericho the next week he will fight Nick freaking Gage in a DQ match. Oh, man. I know. He started uh, listing off, you know, oh, he once stabbed at his opponent in the jugular. And I'm like, who is he referring to? And then when he popped out, I'm like, holy. <laughs> I, I, for whatever reason, wasn't paying attention or didn't hear him say the juggler part until later when they recapped it. But when he said he once robbed a bank with no mask, I'm like, it's Nick Gage. <laughs> and then he's like, Nick freaking Gage. I'm like, wow. wow. And, yeah. and, and, and after, you know, listening to his uh, podcast interview with Chris Van Vliet from a month or so ago, I thought we might see him pop up on AWTV for a one-off eventually. But I didn't know when, so but this still surprised me big time. Um, he does have a big match this upcoming weekend at at uh, GCW home, Homecoming against Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder, um, yep. and that's for the GCW title. I don't see Nick Gage losing that by no. by one iota. So, but this is going to be a fun one um, next week, and, and we found out later in the show that Jericho's bringing his most violent persona in the Pain Maker. Yes. As soon as uh, that interview started taking place and I saw the spikes on the jacket, I knew what we were getting. And then the yep. fact that he wouldn't turn around, I'm like, that's a dead giveaway, Jericho. Absolutely. Right when I saw the spikes, I'm like, oh, it's Painmaker time, which I was just thinking the other day. The last time we saw the Painmaker was in 2019 against Darby on an episode of Dynamite. I wonder when he was going to bring it back for something. But so this could yep. be, be a fun one. No DQ. Might want to might want to put the kids to bed a little early next week. That that one's got to get pretty violent. If you thought tonight's main event was violent, yeah, that might take it to another level for um, for cable television next week. Well, let's not forget this is the same jacket that uh, Jericho ripped the spikes off of and jabbed Moxley in the eye with. So that's very true. Even though Moxley got his revenge on Santana's eye. Yes. We then got a match that was just added to the card yesterday as uh, the elite. Lee Hunter, Frankie Kazarian versus Doc Gallows with, of course, the machine gun Carl Anderson by his side. Gallows' first one-on-one match in AEW. I thought that was pretty cool to see him on TV tonight. Um, pretty good match here. Frankie Kazarian, Kazarian went right for Doc Gallows once the bell rang. Um, he got a lot of the offense right away, but Gallows then sent Frankie to the outside. 
got the referee distracted. Carl Anderson delivered a big clothesline on the outside. Um, then went the picture in picture. Gallus was in complete control at that point. When we got back from commercial break, Kaz was getting some more offense, and he delivered a big backdrop slam. Uh, Machine Gun once again distracted Kazarian. Gallus finished it with a sit-down powerbomb and ended it by pinning Frankie one, two, three. After the match is where a lot of the action really took place. The Good Brothers hit the magic killer on Frankie. We then got Don Callis and Kenny Omega come out, came out to a big pop, actually, to cut a yeah. promo. Uh, Callis says this is what happens when you mess with the elite and the elite hunter. Uh, and then uh, Adam Page came out, another big pop. He got into the ring. Callis tells him that he's outnumbered. There's four of them, one of him. Callis asks him if he was dumb or just stupid. Page then starts throwing punches, and the Dark Order comes out and makes the save, and they all hit some moves on Carl Anderson. Which, um, based off of this, leads me to believe that it will be Hangman, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and, um, yeah. Stu Grayson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they did flash that later on the night on the card. That is the five. Right, but I mean, at this point in time, I went, okay, there's our five. Yeah, I did too, and I was I was wrong. I thought I didn't know if Silver's shoulder would be up to par. I thought 10 would be thrown in there, and I thought five just for storyline purposes with Omega, with their, their history, I thought he'd be thrown in there. So I was wrong, but uh, that's going to be a fun match next week. I fight for the Fallen and Charlotte. Yep, which then truly will raise the question. That's the two tag teams in Dark Order. So if they pick up the win next week, which team gets the shot at the tag titles? Great question, but I think the crowd's more into um, Reynolds and Silver. So I think you got to give it to them. But it'll be interesting how that plays out. And uh, um, I've noticed over the last few weeks, Evil Luna's kind of stepped back into his old position as the leader and more in the suits, not in the ring. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. We did saw a backstage segment with Dasha Gonzalez, who is with uh, Brian Cage. He shows them a video, and and Team Taz and Ricky Starks say they have a big party to celebrate uh, Ricky's big win of the FTW title next week in Charlotte. Cage says next week works out, and that he loves celebrations. Yeah, I really like the way he said that. He's ah. I love celebrations and just walks off. Yep. Yep. A perfect build for next week. Keep the storyline going a little bit. Yes. I would like to see cage, get another guy partner up with somebody to kind of try to even the as, numbers out a little bit. As long as it's not Christian, I think we're good. <laughs> we don't need Christian cage or diamond Dallas page or Ethan page or, or Adam hangman page or, or Nick gauge. Ah, uh, you know, all in a cage match. All in the cage. <laughs> yeah, they just want to was... rage. Okay, I'm going to stop. Okay. Going to okay. do it at Road Rager? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then we get a match that I believe was just added today. If not today, it was late yesterday. Uh, Wheeler Yuta with Orange Cassie versus Darby Allen with Sting. Um, they began the match with a tie-up. Darby took down Yuta with a crucifix pin attempt. Yuta got out of it. Yuta got back up. Got a lot of offense in, which really actually surprised me, to be honest. Yeah. Tossed Darby into the top rope. Darby sl- uh, sling back, came back at Yuta. Yuta catches him and slammed him down. Yuta now had Darby in like an octopus, octopus type hold. Um, but Allen got to the ropes. Yuta hit a German suplex, goes for the pin, but Darby kicked out. Uh, Darby hit Yuta with a, a big su- suplex from the top rope. The cameras then Panda Sting and Orange Cassie have an interaction. They're kicking each other likely, and Sting mocks uh, the gimmicks of Cassie doing a slow um, pouty to the chest. I popped for that. I got to be honest. Uh, I did Yuta, too. Yuta went for a roll up, uh, but Darby kicked out. Yuta got was taken down, and Darby hit the coffin drop to get the pin and the win. After the match, the Blade came out of the crowd and attacked Orange Cassie from behind with a heavy right hand um, after using the brass knuckles, of course. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, Sting helped Orange Cassidy up. Yes, he did. He's got he's got respect. He's got respect yeah. for Orange. So yeah. and he was staring down the blade as he ran to the back too. That was that was kind of interesting. So it was one of those, are we gonna get another storyline out of this with Sting, or is it just Sting saying, Look, the dude's good, I respect him. That was uncalled for. I think it's more to ladder, but we'll see. I I don't know where they go with Darby and Sting going forward. 
I don't either. I was surprised, though, that we didn't see uh, Scorpio Sky at some point during this match. I thought we'd see him tonight at some point. I was not surprised we didn't see all ego Ethan Page. Right. He hinted on his vlog that after last week that he was hurting and he was probably going to take Dynamite off for the week. So, yeah, he I figured that, he, he said Darby, uh, the coffin drop, Darby landed directly on his knees Ooh. while in the coffin. So he was hurting Ooh. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I figured we'd see Scorpio pop up somewhere just as a distraction or something. It wouldn't cost him the match. He wouldn't interfere. It'd just be that quick distraction of, oh, look, you made it, got rid of one, but there's still another. Yeah. I, cause we did see him and Sting brawl last week during Fighter Fest night one. So I still think there's probably something there that some unfinished business. Yeah. We then get the AW Women's Championship, and Paul, I know, I know this threw you off because it wasn't at nine thirty. I know. Uh, I was like, AD, I need to start setting up. AEW <laughs> does this with their bigger women's matches that they yep. don't put them at nine thirty. Uh, this was Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero by her side against Doctor Britt Baker DMD with Rebel by her side. Um, pretty good match here. Um, we had uh, they started with a tie up, of course. Uh, but Nyla Rose got a lot of offense in that start. She tossed Britt Baker side with ease. Um, uh, you know, Britt was trying to hook her arms for a hold was doing no good. Nyla kept getting out of it with ease. Nyla, uh, kept slamming Britt down with ease again, goes for it again. Um, Rose has Britt up on top rope and goes for the top turnbuckle uh but rebel grabs Britt baker takes her down allowing Britt to slam nyla rose face first on the top turnbuckle then we go to another picture in picture Britt baker's in control at that point back from break uh, nyla takes control almost pretty much right away nyla goes for a cannonball in the corner but misses Britt comes back and hits a sling a swing blade uh she goes for the pin but nyla kicks out she gets the glove from uh rebel however Nyla was waiting for it. She takes down Britt with ease multiple times. Goes for the pin, but Britt kicks out. Britt hits Nyla with two curb stomps and goes for the pin. Nyla kicks out. Rebel gets up to distract the ref. Uh, Britt does the Eddie Guerrero gimmick. Um, or actually, Nyla does the Eddie Guerrero gimmick. Tosses the bell as her opponent. Ref catches her. We're like, oh, great. She got to get DQ'd. But... Uh, the ref just kind of let it go, but then Nyla hit the Nyla bomb, goes for the pin, but Britt kicks out again, and then she counters it to the lockjaw. Nyla can't handle it anymore and taps out. Yeah, uh, this was a pretty solid match. I'm glad it went the way it did. Um, Nyla's had it. I don't think we need to have our first two-time champion yet, um, but I, I think overall it was a good, solid match. Uh, lots of back and forth. There were a few segments that Rebel went over towards Vicky, and I'm like, why? Why? But other than that, I think it was a great, solid match. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody thought Nyla was actually going to win this championship. Um, I, I think you can agree with this. I think I think the two biggest talents over right now with the crowd in AEW, Britt Baker and Adam Hangman Page. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Uh, we keep going back and forth to, uh, you know, we had 316. Now we've got DMD. And I honestly feel, especially after a showing like this week, that is solid. Who, Who's in line to contend for the AW Women's Championship? Well, you know, over the uh, week, um, Anna Jace text or tweeted something about coming back. And somebody asked her, you know, who would you face first? And she never really responded. And uh, Britt Baker tweeted at her. Yeah, I think I think for the crowd not to go nuts, I think she would have to come back and get some wins very yes. quickly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so maybe maybe that's maybe more down the road at maybe full gear, not yep. all out. But I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, who's a big time opponent waiting for it? Because Jade Cargill's not there yet. Doesn't have enough wins. Yep. Um, uh, Ty, Ty Conte's kind of has, I haven't seen her in action for a while. Um, I don't know. Um, well, we haven't seen her on dynamite in action. You're right. You're right. That's <laughs> what, that's what I was referring to. Not dark and dark elevation. Yeah, you're right. right. Um, um, although there is a big time name that's been, uh, pulling off a lot of wins on dark and dark elevation that, I, I, you'll say it's not time for it, but for the belt, I think it is Thunder Rosa. 
Oh, I mean, they got to do one more match eventually. Um, Thunder Rosa is interesting. She's still on her contract with NWA, um, which she did make an appearance at uh, at, at Slammiversary for Impact, but it sounded like it was just yep. a one-off right. kind of agreement. Uh, all, to, all of a sudden, Impact's starting to work with companies like NWA and even New Japan, companies that want nothing to do with Impact a year and a half to two years ago. So yeah. it's interesting to see all these partnerships going on. The Forbidden Door is definitely busted wide open mm-hmm. um, tony khan no, kicked that door down <laughs> i would be all for another thunder rosa Britt baker match okay okay yeah, if that if that was to happen i'll be all for it so and and i think i think we all know thunder rosa has got to be all elite once her contract's up oh absolutely she has spent so much time at all elite it, it's you know ridiculous if she well, doesn't did, sign i would be surprised did you see the uh instagram post from uh cody tonight cody Rhodes? i did not i was not I on will, instagram tonight let, let me bring it up okay it, it was a picture and it says uh, very privileged to announce with the blessing of tony khan of our new community outreach team and department we have a mission to do something positive in every community we visit Contact us here to help identify the best charity slash partners. Check my story for the link. And it has Paul White, uh, Sean Dean, nice. Mark nice. Henry, um, Mega. Uh, she's a backstage talent. I'm not, or backstage front office person. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. And Thunder Rosa. Okay. So, so that tells me in. right there. Yeah. She comes in and works with the community resources projects and i think that'd be good for her and it tells me she's gonna be all elite soon yeah and they wouldn't put her on that right staff if right. it wasn't so yeah although uh congratulations to thunder rosa for her uh body art that she started taking part in yeah she's um involved with a lot of things she's a very artistic person it looks like so yeah Yep, she's got fans all over the place. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, we then got a press conference or uh, some footage of a press conference with FTR along with uh, Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz, talking about their past and their match for next week's Dynamite. I really enjoyed that segment. Yeah, it was uh, another one of those quick to the point, not a whole lot, but enough to keep the feud going. Yeah, and it's, it should be a fun one. I mean, we've been waiting for this two-on-two matchup for a long time. It's going to come to a head next week in FTR's backyard, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. Um, expecting a great match. Yeah. We then see Tony Schiavone in the ring to interview Andrade El Igolo, and But he finally says he's been having a surprise. And, you know, we kind of hinted last week. Does he really have a surprise? Did they scrap <laughs> this? Well, tonight we found out what he's been surprising. And that is his new uh, representative, Chavo Guerrero Jr. comes out to a very nice ovation. Ooh, yeah. Um, Chavo came out and says he's heard this is the place to be. AEW has a ton of talent, but nobody's as talented as Andrade. They're then interrupted by the Death Triangle. Pac said last week he heard you say our name out of your mouth. Pac says that they are here. Andrade cuts a promo in Spanish. Chavo translates and says they don't see gold around his waist. And Andrade can help. Pac tells Andrade that Phoenix and Penta do not work for them or him, that they are a team. Now, Penta, Phoenix, and Andrade continue their conversation. Alex Abrahantes has to translate it as well. The Death Triangle then walk to the ring, get on the canvas, but Andrade and Chavo and, and his other assistant uh, get out of the ring to go to commercial break. Yeah, uh, I texted you. I was a little disappointed. I was kind of hoping it was uh, Eddie's daughter, um, but I think she's still working on her mental health right now, and I think we'll eventually see her somewhere. Um, wherever she lands, best of luck to her. But Chavo, it, it makes sense now to have Vicky come out in the yeah, very it beginning. Yeah, it did. I mean, this is such a better mouthpiece and assistant for him than Vicky Guerrero. No no, uh, no offense to her or anything, right. but keeps in the Guerrero name. Chavo's a guy I hadn't seen on TV for a long time. Um, I, I like the way they use these talents when they bring them in, these older talents. Yeah. Um, whether it's a managerial role or a representative role or – or commentary even. Um, I think they do a good job in, in putting them into places where they fit really well. Um, but I, I I told you, Paul, take my money, I mean, for any of three of these matchups, Andrade versus Pac, Andrade versus Phoenix, Andrade versus Pinta. 
I was kind of afraid when Pitts and Phoenix were walking forward, they were going to turn around, (laughs) super kick, pack. Yeah, but like I said, I don't think it's time we had um, Andrade do what I thought he was going to do, which was, you guys aren't winning gold. Come with me. You know, I'm the star. I'm all elite. And, you know, he did just that. So I, I think we'll see it eventually. Uh, but I think we'll get a little bit of a longer run out of Death Triangle before that happens. I hope so, because I didn't want him to split up. I mean, they were already with Eddie Kingston, and that didn't last very long. So right. I didn't want him to get split up from another team already. Yeah, but of course, um, my favorite part of this segment was a line from Chavo, which was, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Well, absolutely it is. I mean, that's kind of what I hit on at the start of the start of the show and for anybody listening or, or watching now that wasn't earlier. I mean, I don't care whether you like AEW, WWE, Impact, New Japan, ROH, MLW, NWA. Um, I'm sure I forgot one or two, but uh, GCW. Just, yeah. GC, just enjoy it. What we're seeing yeah. right now, because this is unheard of um, big talents coming back, whether it's uh CM Punk potentially come back to AEW or Daniel Bryan potentially right. coming back to AEW or John Cena come back to WWE for the first time in over a year. Um, yeah. Oldberg it's- coming back. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe not, not so much that oh, one. Um, The Rock potentially coming back. I mean, Jay White showing up in Impact. Um, yeah. The Bullet Club throwing up or the lead throwing up the two suites to him and him and Kenny staring at each other. First time they've been in the ring since 2018 so many great stories and potential storylines and and exciting things that can happen. Just enjoy it because this might not last forever. So exactly. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy pro wrestling as a whole. I mean, AEW is our favorite promotion. That's what we cover on this podcast. It just suits our eye and our, our taste for pro wrestling the best and the most, but we're not going to rip on anybody who likes whatever they like. Yep. Exactly. Uh, we then get a match that I gotta be honest, this whole build didn't do much for me, Paul. The Blade with the Bunny versus Orange Cassidy with Chris Statlander. No. Uh, Orange Cassidy's music from the Pixies goes off. The crowd gives him a big pop, um, but he doesn't come out of the entry's way. Instead, he comes from behind and attacks the Blade, who came out first. They exchange holds. Cassidy gets the Blade in the corner. He's acting like he's injured. The referee goes has Cassie go to the opposite corner and the blade uses it to his advantage and hits Cassie with a big running drop kick. Orange recovers quickly and hits the slum dog millionaire. Blade gets back up almost right away, gets some shots in on orange. Uh, he has Cassie in the corner and hits him with a gut wrench power bomb. Orange falls out of the ring. The blade continues the attack as we go to the commercial picture, commercial, c- commercial break, picture, picture, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Reading's hard for me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> We return from action. Uh, Cassie slams uh, Blade into the turnbuckle. The bunny gets on the top rope for a distraction, but Chris Statlander's there to stop her. The action goes to the outside. The Blade hits Cassie with the corkscrew tombstone. The Blade goes for the pin, but Orange kicks out. Orange hits the beach break. The bunny gets on the apron, throws the brass knuckles to the Blade. The Blade goes to hit Cassie. Cassie ducks, and the Blade misses. Cassie comes back with the orange punch. Cassie pins the blade and gets the win. After the match, Orange has the brass knuckles and hits the orange punch one more time. Yeah. A um, little bit of uh, some aggressiveness from Orange Cassidy post-match, which is something we haven't seen from him before. So that was that was a little, little bit of a treat, in my opinion. His character's come a long way in the yeah. last year, even with his in, in-ring work. Um just by the way his, he portrays his character. I mean, he's still lazy, but <laughs> maybe not as lazy as he had been previously. No. Yeah, cause, well, he actually wrestles now. Yes. He didn't yes. used to. When he first debuted, you know, he was just right. the the side piece for the best friends, and really he, he was out there for a distraction to, to do the most devastating kicks in wrestling and disappear. Right. Right. After this match backstage with Alex uh, Marvez, we did get Chris Jericho. We mentioned this earlier. We got Chris Jericho saying that the pain maker, Chris Jericho, will be fighting Nick Gage next week in their no DQ match. Yeah. 
Looking forward to that. We then uh, get the AW announcers going over next week's card and other announcements. So some of next week's card and, and one backstage thing I forgot to mention because they showed earlier before Dynamite that uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage got into it with uh, the Matt Hardy uh, family office due to them attacking Marco Stunt. So next week we're going to get Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage versus Private Party and Angelico. Um, I don't know where Jack Evans has been lately. He has not been on TV for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, But Matt Hardy is going to be by their side. We're also going to get Nick Gage and the Painmaker, Chris Jericho, no DQ match. We're going to get the uh, uh, IWGP United States Championship match, which the winner of Lance Archer versus John Moxley tonight was going to face. What's his name? I'm forgetting (laughs) it. Bullet Um, Club member. He is Bullet Club member, but I. Son of the High Chief. I don't have it in my notes. <laughs> uh, but I do know he's son of the high chief. So, yes, uh, we're getting that next week. Also getting a big announcement from Tony Khan announcing another. It, it has to do with a live event. Yes. Yeah. Any any, any speculation? Any guesses? Um. Well, there was a tweet that took place uh, Saturday after the impact or during the impact pay-per-view, whichever it was um, about impacts got a pay-per-view coming up. I think it was, and they're bringing the whole crew with them, all the wrestlers, all the wrestling companies, uh, not all of them, just new Japan and AEW. But I think it well, might, it, it was an ad during Slammiversary for bound for glory in October. Okay. And it flashed okay. AEW logo. New Japan logo, AAA logo. Okay. Okay. I just saw the tweet that you sent me because I didn't watch yeah. the pay-per-view. Yeah, it, it, flashed, <laughs> it flashed the three. Um, so I got to be thinking that that's going to be happening. And spoiler alert on one of the Impact tapings, this was reported by Fightful, Frankie Kazarian was at one of the Impact tapings um, lately. Yeah, uh, probably continuing that elite hunter gimmick, uh, probably went after Gallows and Anderson, who, as we saw tonight, are the impact champions again, or impact tag champions. So, yes, they, they won, um, yeah, over the weekend at Slammiversary. Um, yeah. And, and the Bullet Clubs also got to get a new member from Impact. Okay. So, so. I, I won't spoil that one's out there. Online, but I won't spoil that for anybody who's a right. diehard Impact watcher and it doesn't want any spoilers. So you can go f- Google it if you want to find out who the new newest member of the Bullet Club is. So yeah, I think it's going to have either something to do with that or a partnership with New Japan. One of the two. I think it's a, a big, big stadium show, and you I'm not so? talking Arthur Ashe, which is big, like twenty two thousand. I think he's going to announce something like an, an NFL stadium somewhere. Okay, and I'll go with you, and hopefully it's on the West Coast. Haven't yeah, I, any West Coast shows yet. Or I just none. have no – right when I saw at first before I read the whole thing when it said major announcement, I'm like, oh, this could be something with like about Punk or Daniel Bryan, but then it said for an event, so. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking maybe we're going to eliminate Dark or Elevation and do house shows, but after texting you about it, I was like, nah, no, that won't happen. It'll be – It'll be something else. And you know why we're on speaking of announcements and stuff. Has there been an official announcement as to who the broadcast partner colleague with Mark Henry is going to be for rampage? I mean, everybody's thinking it's Chris Jericho with the, with the hints that it's going to be a active wrestler with commentary experience, but I don't think there's been an official announcement and rampage starts on August 13th. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't seen anything. Maybe, maybe that's what the punk role that they're working on. Maybe he'll do some in ring, but he wants to focus on commentary. I mean, he got the shot at commentary in WWE and he did great. So maybe that's what they're working on with him. Could be. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. It could be, could be one other thing we got that they, uh, preview tonight was on the august 4th episode of dynamite so in two weeks when they go back to daly's place for the homecoming as they're branding it we're gonna see cody rhodes face malachi black 
I personally am not a fan of that. I wanted them to build this thing all the way up to All Out. Maybe they do another match at All Out. But like was pointed out to me on Twitter, the Go Big Show got renewed for a second season. Production goes in. It's, production starts next month. Maybe that's yeah. why they're doing it now. Could be. Uh, Cody doesn't want to risk missing out on this for that. Um, that would make a lot of sense. I was unaware that the Go Big Show had been renewed for a second season. Um, so he'll be gone a whole three weeks shooting the whole thing like he was last time. Yeah, what was that? Just four or five weeks, and they act like he was going to be off TV for months. Yeah, that. well, that's how it sounded is, you know, oh, we're done seeing Cody, and then, poof, four weeks later, his music hits. They obliterated him. I mean, Brody yeah. in, the, in the Dark Order just kicked the crap out of him, and that was one of the craziest endings we ever seen in Dynamite, and then he comes back yep. five year, five weeks later as the kind of the death of Superman with the mm-hmm. jet black hair and all that, which was cool, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe it takes a little more yeah. time now with uh, being a new, new new father and everything. Yeah, since he can't stay awake, you know, doing backstage stuff. But I, I think that definitely tells us who's got to win that match on August 4th. Uh, yes, unfortunately it does. Uh, but I think I think it'll be kind of another setup um, like we saw. Malachi will absolutely just destroy him like Brody Lee did. And uh, then maybe he'll take that extra time off and then he'll come back to attack Malachi Black. Yeah, and this time instead of a dark figure, he's a he's he's not the death of Superman this time. He's like the, I don't even know. I You know your comics and superheroes better than I do, so. I don't know who oh. I'm trying to. I don't know who I'm trying to refer to him as right now. So, uh, I can't even think in the DC universe a good comparison. Honestly, there's somebody that wears like an all white costume or something. The White Canary. Okay, that, you know, white canary. that's a there female. So, <laughs> whatever. I think he's gonna have to lose some parts and gain some parts to do that. All right, we'll we'll get off topic there. <laughs> talk about the talk about losing parts. Uh, that's what these two guys were trying to do to each other in the Texas Death Match for the IWGP United States Championship. Uh, champion John Moxley came out first, and uh, yeah. home state boy and hometown boy really from the Dallas area, Lance Archer came out second with Jake the Snake Roberts, who just re renewed his or got a brand new contract from AEW this past week. It was report on Wrestling Inc. Yep, he had two weeks left in his contract, and some dude walked up to him and said, hey, I need you to sign these. And he's like, I still got two weeks left. And he's like, no, you got two years. Or no, another year. Yep. yep. <laughs> he's been a good fit. I'm glad they're keeping him around. So. Oh, me too. This match came right away. Even before Archer got in the ring, Moxley went after him. Archer got the upper hand right away. Moxley hit Archer with the shorter tackle. The fight went into the crowd. Archer picked up a fan and threw the fan from the crowd at Moxley. The fight went back to the ring. They go out out of the ring almost right away after they get back in. Moxley hit Archer with the paradigm shift on the outside of the concrete. That busted Lance Archer wide open. Moxley got a fork, stabs Archer with a kind of Adula the Butcher type. That's what it was a little throwback there. Um, then we went to the last picture, picture commercial break for the night. Moxley was in complete control. Moxley set up tables during the break. Uh, Archer's just sitting in the ring with a crimson mask and blood just coming down his face. Moxley's throwing chairs into the ring. Archer gets back up. He gets some punches in, but Moxley has the fork and starts attacking Archer again. Finally, uh, Moxley has a steel chair with Archer's leg in the middle. Moxley jumps on it, injuring the ankle of Archer. Archer gets back up and nails Moxley with a trash can lid, busting Moxley open. The fight continues. Moxley begins to bite the forehead of Archer. Archer gets hit with a German suplex, but is right back up, flips Moxley off, hits Moxley with a trash can. Moxley sets up two chairs. Archer throws Moxley onto them, spine first with the choke slam. Oh, that made me hurt just watching that. Yeah, uh, two weeks in a row hurting my back. Oh, you no kidding. Archer gets a, gets taken out with a big clothesline. Moxley knocks him down again. Archer sits up. That's when he flipped him the bird. Excuse me. I had my notes too early. Uh, uh, Mox came out, Archer, and uses the fork again. Uh, Mox sets up two tables with barbed wire on them. Then Moxley, Mo- Archer slams uh, Moxley on top of the barbed wire. The ref begins to count. Moxley can't get up. He's stuck in the barbed wire. We get a 10 count. The ref calls for the bell. And new IWGP United States champion, Lance Archer. Now put him on TV every week. As long as he retains next week. Yes. Yes. And 
that leads me more to believe that there's a, a new Japan AEW combo coming somewhere. Um, this would free up some of those guys on the roster to get more television time without having to be dynamite every week or rampage every week. Um, so that those three hours can kind of focus on the main guys like they want to with dark and elevation focusing on the younger talent and then new Japan, AEW combo fits perfectly for everybody who wants to work in both. Yeah. I think we are also seeing a lot of new Japan talent over here right now because the pandemic's so bad right now. The COVID yeah. so bad around Japan. They're having to cancel shows again. Uh, multiple talents are getting sick over there. So they're trying to get some of the guys that can't come over, over now, keep some storylines going, keep some partnerships going. Um, yep. I don't, I, I, I thought first with um, the guy from bullet club, that's going to be facing Lance next week. I should have his name in my notes, but I don't, I thought right away. I just, just keep getting a feeling. We're going to see a, elite bullet club showdown and eventually oh i think it's coming it's coming um with the showing up at impact getting a new member that's the head of bullet club jay white is the head of bullet club so oh i know i mean i mean mean, that's that's huge now all we need you know what we need right what's that (laughs) we need two other people to get out of their contracts sit out their 90 days and debut and bring back the original Bullet Club. Start it with just the original two members. So, which two are you talking about there, Paul? The Demon King, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole. I thought maybe uh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles. but um, Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that too. But um, Adam Cole, I mean... When when I think of the Bullet Club, those two guys pop up before anybody was, else. Was Adam in Bullet Club before AJ? Yes. Okay. I do believe that uh, Balor and I know Balor um, was in the very very right. very beginning. And I do believe Adam Cole was shortly behind him. I okay. could be wrong on I that. I wasn't sure um, about when Adam Cole joined. Yeah, so. but I I do know he was in it before AJ. I if I I may be wrong, but I feel that that's correct. All right, it's that time of the time of the night. I want your rating for the show on a scale from zero to ten, and I want your wrestler of the night. I'm giving it eight point five. It was a very solid show. Um, not too much wrong with it. Uh, the the butcher or the blade and the orange Cassidy just didn't do it for me. There were a couple spots in throughout the match that I was like, that wasn't supposed to go that way. So. Uh, it could have been higher if that match would have been removed from the card, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go with an eight. That's just kind of my okay. safe score right now. I mean, with the hot crowds and everything, big matches every week, possible debuts happening, surprises, every week's got me on the edge of my seat. So eight's pretty much my safe score. But I agree with you. I wasn't too big on the Orange and, and Orange Cassidy and Blade match. Um, and there was another few 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 times tonight in different matches I kind of kind of got distracted or didn't have my full attention, but still a very good show tonight. Uh, one backstage part I forgot to mention was Miro's little little interview. Uh, I want to get Miro back on TV. I already missed seeing him in the ring, um, so it'd be nice to get him back in some in ring action. But uh, I missed that whole segment. I couldn't <laughs> told you what he's what it was about. He was sitting there with the TNT title, and I'm not. I don't remember exactly what he covered. I didn't okay. have it in my notes at all. So. Yeah, because the only time I saw Miro tonight was the Rampage commercial. <laughs> no, he was he was there. He was it was just very quick early in the night. Okay. Um, okay. So, but uh, yeah, I'm ready for him to get back in the ring so we can get some yep. some Miro Miro action. But uh, who's your wrestler tonight? And new, going Lance Archer. Um, I had Moxley winning that match. I thought he was going to break the record. He did break um, the record last week. Well, okay, set a new record. That, that, a I think whole that's new why they record. pulled the trigger on it right now. Is the... And uh, you and I have been talking. Archer is a main eventer. He got to be in the main event tonight. He deserves more TV time. He gets two weeks back-to-back. Hopefully he retains next week so that they don't just throw him back into the bottom of the pile again. 
Yeah, they got a chance again, like a third chance with the guy since he debuted yes. the company. But I was surprised he went over to, I think most of the AW uh, fan base thought Mox would go over. But now yeah, Mox, has lost, Mox has lost two big matches lately. I know one was the tag match, a double or nothing, but yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see what they I'm sure they've got something more in store for Mox. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know they do. So but my uh my wrestler of the night, you took mine, of course. Uh, that's uh, why I had to go first because I didn't have anybody else. Well I could go <laughs> I could go with the uh the doctor, Britt Baker. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with Chris Jericho. Okay. Getting it's a good solid choice. One. You got another tough one coming up with Nick Gage and a no DQ match next week. So yeah, I think if he wins that match, that's probably unless something drastic happens between now and then, that's probably going to be who I end up with next week. No, oh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be gruesome. Close your eyes at times, kind of squirmish, oh, yeah. but it's it's going to be a good one. So, but yep. uh, Paul, why don't you uh, wrap us up real quick and remind everybody where they can go get some KOP merch. Yeah, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com, search Kicking Out Podcast, buy your KOP merchandise, support Tanner Lee and myself and the Kicking Out Podcast and looking stylish while you do it. Follow Tanner on Twitter at TannerLee92. Follow myself at PaulZartman921. That's pretty much all our handles on all of our social media. And follow the Kicking Out Podcast on Twitter at KickingOutPod. And be sure to listen to us on all your favorite streaming platforms. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a like and review. That helps us out a lot. For Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.